So I just have a few questions. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you studying, like specifically? Me? Yeah. Oh, well, I study children. <laughs> I study toddlers. Oh, really? Uh huh. I study toddler and infant development, um, specifically within the domain of temperament, which you can kind of think of as like baby personality. Okay. So yeah, the reason they're having you talk to me, I think, yeah, is because I have taught abnormal psychology. And then because I worked with Lori Smith Nelson as an undergrad on sexual behavior in college students. Okay. So I have a working knowledge, but it's definitely not my area of expertise. All right. <laughs> I won't hold you to that then. Um, okay. So uh, first question, what are fetishes? Like, what's the definition? Yeah. So a fetish you can think of as a deviation in the target of sort of sex drive or sexual motivation. So, a fetish is diagnosed when a person experiences impairment and dysfunction in their sexual behaviors and particularly what they're attracted to. So, you can't have a penis fetish, right? Because penises are considered an object of, you can sit down on chairs, an object of sexual um, behavior. Now, when someone has a, what's the one my students always have, a foot fetish. a person with a foot fetish isn't being sexually attracted to the person attached to the feet. They're being att- attracted to feet. Um, so there's this disconnect from the human element of sex. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, how are they developed? So they don't know. The research is not clear on where fetishes come from, what's going on. What we do know is that certain childhood experiences have been associated with the development of some fetishes. So... Um, sadistic fetish disorder, masochistic fetish disorder, and um, pedophilic fetishistic disorder are three that are associated with early childhood trauma. We don't know, and there doesn't seem to be a way to parse apart like, okay, if you have this trauma, you're more likely to have this type of a fetish disorder or this type of a disorder. There's no way for us to do that. Um, We do have some evidence that they develop through a process of conditioning. have you, I don't know if you've taken a psych class, but this idea of like pairing two stimuli, like something happens and this other thing happens and our brain learns to associate them. Um, so this idea that some non-sexually or non-societally defined as sexually related object is paired with sexual gratification in some way. And then after that pairing, the brain begins to learn that those two things are in fact meant to be associated together. So it's kind of learning gone haywire. Um. And uh, this might be kind of similar Mm -hmm. to the previous question. What's the science or psychology behind them or related? We don't have a whole lot. So you have people who will research psychopathology in adults, um, and they will look at um, paraphilic. And and fetishes fall under this more broad um, disorder category of paraphilic disorders. Um, So philic meaning meaning attraction. Um, So a fetish... There are people who specialize in that, but we don't have a field, I would say there's not like a super well-developed field that only focuses on fetish. Now, the study of human sexuality is more broad and does include these sorts of things. Okay. Um, But we don't have a lot of evidence, mostly because the studies are done in prisons. Um, We don't have a lot of studies of fetishistic disorders that exist outside of prison populations, and far less with women. It seems like... um, uh, Paraphi- uh, pedophilic disorder occurs almost exclusively in men. 
Um, so we just don't have a lot of science on it. <laughs> okay. Um, you've probably you talked about this already. Why are some so strange? We have no idea. Um, it comes down to a pairing system. And you have to remember that these things are defined societally. So what we define as an acceptable sexual behavior isn't consistent with what's defined as an appropriate sexual behavior in another culture. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you've taken Psych 230 or not, but there are some cultures wherein um, teenage children are ex or young children are expected to perform oral sex on teenage males as part of their development, and then when they grow up, they become the teenage males that have oral sex performed on them, and then when they become adults, they even have healthy, perfect sexual relationships with females um, for the rest of their lives. It's sort of this societal expectation. We might consider that paraphilic, like fetishistic disorder. They do not. And so it's very, very culture-bound. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's skip that. Uh... What's their significance? What do you mean by that? Um, like in society or in popular culture. Like how common are they? How? Yeah. Um, rare. Very rare. Um, and it depends very much on the fetish. And I cannot give you off the top of my head um, a, a number, but... Um, almost exclusively in males, very, very uncommon in females. Um, so in societally, I mean, I think that they're misportrayed a lot of times um, in movies and popular media, but um, yeah. Okay. Um, last one. How, how do people, uh, you might not, uh, how do people go about living their lives with them? So, um, you know, you have to remember that there has to be impairment due to this. So it can't just be, the difference between a fetish and a preference, right? Like people can have a preference for someone who has like nice feet or something. That's different than a fetish. The impairment that typically comes with a fetish is sexual dysfunction. So people aren't able to perform sexually or engage in sexual acts that their partners will want to because they're not getting, they're not being driven by the same things their partner is. So, um, you know, it might not affect, you know, every walk of life, but sexuality in particular is one of those things that tends to have a lot of impairment involved. Not always, but it's common. All right. Cool. That's all I have. That's all right. it? Thank you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks for answering some questions. No worries. All right. So this is going in the Evergreen? Yeah, Daily Evergreen. Um, I think it's end of February is when the sex edition is coming out. Oh, so. cool. Okay. Thank you. See you later. See ya. Hey, y'all. Thank you for listening to my interview with Eric Desmarais about sexual fetishes. I hope you enjoyed it. Thought it was interesting. Learned something new. Maybe... Yeah, it's like a, I think it's like a funky WebMD. That's how I would describe it. <laughs> it's a, I wonder if fetishes are on WebMD or if maybe they have a separate category on there or a whole nother website. Like how they have celebrity Tinder. Maybe they have fetish WebMD. Hmm. 
something to think about, maybe something to invent for you uh, web designers out there. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening and check out my books on Amazon, of course. Thanks for sharing the podcast with people. And I hope you have a great day. Have a great night. And uh, as always, I love you.